0: LeBron James is the most overrated superstar in sports history. It's not even close. This guy is a complete crybaby. He's uh, he's always complaining about something. He's always trying to stack his team. He wants to recruit the whole league. He's terrible. I don't know who needs to hear this, but you can be black and be bad at your job and be fired for it without the reason because you're black. I don't understand why people, every time a black coach gets fired, oh my God, here we go again. He's fired because he's black. No, he was fired because he wasn't a good fit and he was bad at his job, period look i'm a lifelong patriot fan but when tom brady left to go play for tampa i was hoping he failed i'm still mad that he won the super bowl the next season the very next season there's no way i could cheer for this guy under any circumstances i don't understand how patriot fans out there are rooting for tom brady after he walked away and won the super bowl the very next season. i won't be happy i won't celebrate tom brady when he retires that's when i'll celebrate him right now i hate him i hope he loses the sports steady podcast starts now here's your host sean brooks Welcome to the Sports Steady Podcast Today we got no no YouTube today This is strictly uh, Anchor, Apple, and Spotify So we we will not be doing a video podcast on this episode So We got a couple things to talk about We're kind of late on the weekly podcast Just here to tell you right now. We probably should have did this episode three days ago. But uh I've been busy trying to put some stuff together and try to do some recruiting, find some people to join the uh sports steady team and stuff like that. And if you guys anybody interested, NBA people, um Football people, baseball, well, baseball is still in limbo, but hockey. Hit us up, sportssteady at protonmail.com. All right. If you are a good website designer, hit us up as well. We're trying to expand this team. And someone from the media steady department will reach out to you to get you set up. If you want to host a podcast episode of this podcast, hit us up sportssteady at ProtonMail.com. dot com. Also, you can hit us up in the DMs on uh, Sports Steady on Facebook as well as Twitter. So, got that out the way. So, latest. Uh, news. Let's talk about the. So, if you guys didn't hear, there's a story coming out on the New York Post. Posted it, New York Sports Edition, New York Post, about the former NFL cheerleader alleged dark toxic culture of hush money, misogyny, and humiliation. Now we're gonna listen to this really quick. You can find this on YouTube. On the News Nation uh, account, but this is what they they talked about it. The cheerleaders speaking out talked about the dark culture in the NFL amongst the cheerleaders, the young women, and now this is, this all has to do with the Dallas Cowboys situation where there was some kind of payout of two point four million dollars after an executive allegedly filmed the locker room of these women. So let's hear what these cheerleaders have to say, and we'll respond on the other side.
1: Hello and welcome to Banfield. This week ESPN blew the whistle on a dirty little secret. Make that another little secret in the NFL. The key word this time, however, dirty the Sportsnet revealed that in May of 2016, almost six years ago, the Dallas Cowboys paid four of the team's iconic cheerleaders $2.4 million to settle a lawsuit. The four cheerleaders alleged that a Cowboys senior vice president, a man named Rich Dalrymple, slipped into their locker room while they were changing and recorded them on his cell phone. The team investigated, scoured his phone, and Dalrymple denied any peeping. But they paid out anyway, and in exchange for the money, they required the women sign NDAs, non-disclosure agreements. A Cowboys spokesman said everyone involved felt just terrible about this unfortunate incident. But life went on until ESPN started asking questions, at which point Dalrymple, who'd been with the team for 32 years, decided to retire. That was 16 days ago. He says the timing was purely coincidental. The Cowboys are not talking about Dalrymple or anything else. ESPN says, quote, no one on behalf of the team acknowledged his years of service and his retirement was not mentioned on the team's website. Are you shocked yet? By any of this, because my guests tonight are not in the least. I want you to meet three women who left their blood, sweat and tears on the NFL sidelines all across the country. Megan Provden cheered for the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Orlando Magic. Before that, in 2014, she tried to be a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader, but was told she danced too, quote, heavily. And her thighs were, quote, too stocky. Christanne Ware cheered for the Miami Dolphins, but says she was mocked, abused, and ostracized after talking about her Christian faith and revealing that she was a virgin. Makiba Pate cheered for the Seattle Seahawks and now hosts the pro-cheerleading podcast, The Truth Behind the Palms. She also happens to be a lawyer. Welcome to all three of you. Christanne, I want to begin with you. I said that the three of you just would not be surprised at all by the story I laid out. Why is that? You know,
0: my heart goes out to these women, and unfortunately, I'm not surprised by this at all. The NFL continues to cover up their wrongdoings with dirty hush money, and the amount of NDAs that they are giving out is completely out of control, and I believe it is a tactic to continue to silence women in the NFL.
1: So, Megan, the the story about the um, alleged peeping in the Dallas Cowboys locker room, that happened a year after your ill-fated tryout for the Cowboys in which they, you know, critiqued your physique and said, no, sorry, you don't belong here. Um, Are you sorry still that you didn't make the team? I mean, the reality is, actually, whether I made the Cowboys or another team, these are deep spread systemic issues with the NFL. Um, and like to Christanne's point, they're they're paying, they're covering it up. And there's so many NDAs. No one's able to really speak about the true issues and the misogyny that's happening in the NFL right now. So, Makiba, you've got the soapbox. Okay,
0: let's stop this for a second. Stop that. So this woman, Okay. Now, I don't want to be the party pooper here and be like, oh, you know, but a few things already jumped out at me just while I to the first few minutes. So this woman was denied. She was rejected as a Cowboys cheerleader. Now, I'm watching a video. This was a couple of years ago, so I'm not going to say that her physical appearance was like it is now. But. If you look at the NFL cheerleaders, every Sunday they do show them. They have a type of cheerleader, a type of physique of the cheerleader. And is it out of the norm? Like, I hate that the female host tried to make this about, oh, like she kept making a point about you didn't get accepted because you got denied because your physical feet, your thighs are too big. Like, that happens in any most industries that require a certain look so i but they tried to make it like it was like some bad thing i don't like how she tried to phrase that like make it out misogyny like this woman got denied and she's and they're upset about it now if that was in a couple years ago in 2018 and they're talking about how the culture of the NFL. Remember, the guy who just recently retired was with the Cowboys for 30 years. So if he was always a creep, and if the NFL dark, toxic culture has always been like this, and NDAs are always being signed, then why the hell are you still trying to become an NFL cheerleader at this point? If this has been going on for a long time So I I kinda I'm not saying that none of that stuff didn't happen I just find it odd That these women Or just people in general It's not just women It's people in all kind of fields Same thing with social media How people always complain How toxic Facebook and Twitter is But then they come back Oh, I'm gonna delete my account Cause Facebook is evil you say that on Facebook but you never do Same thing with Twitter I'm going to leave Twitter and go to another platform Because they keep censoring But you stay on Twitter So it's the same thing with these cheerleaders They That culture didn't just happened over the last few years I'm pretty sure years we've been hearing about This type of stuff going on in business In corporate America but you still want to be a cheerleader. So you was okay with it as long as you got picked. I wonder if she would have got picked for the Cowboys cheerleader. Would she have been on this show talking about it? Probably not. And they obviously they had to go and find people who didn't have an NDA. So they can talk about it. But we know these women are probably speaking through the lens Of the information that they received from the girls who had NDAs, so they can't talk about it. But they speak amongst their friends. Their friends could go on TV and talk about it, which is what's happening here. So we don't need to play the rest of that, um, because this is about twenty-five minutes long. If you want to watch it, go to News Nation on Twitter. They got the video up. It's called NFL cheerleaders speak out on scandal. So, I, don't, I mean, I don't really need to hear the rest of that because we know what they're going to say. They're going to talk about how evil things are. They cover things up. But they won't tell you why they continue to want to be a cheerleader even after knowing that the culture is toxic. I, I, I never will understand that. All right. So, that's that. The women speak out. And look. These companies, here's the funny part ESPN, of all companies, reported on the details here. ESPN, probably the most toxic sports company in America, is doing the investigation on toxic cultures. <laughs> this thing is so funny. The, it's part of the woke, wokeness of ESPN. Oh, we got to be the champion. We got to be the champion for women here. So we got to do this. But ESPN is toxic in itself. Now, let's put all that aside. The guy that was video recording women, that guy's a scumbag. He probably should be arrested. Okay? You can't do that. That's disgusting. That's just poor taste. I mean, you're a pretty wealthy guy. You need to video record women? I'm pretty sure you could have... Got a few of them to do what you wanted. Anyway, I'm just saying. I don't know. All right. Let's just move on from that. Uh, Yeah, but the other chick, the one, the Megan girl, I mean, she seems a little beefy. Right? She seems a little beefy. I mean, I can see why uh, the Cowboy said no. But I don't think it's called body shaming Think about it I mean Just look at all the cheerleaders around the NFL They fit a certain look But you want to call it body shaming Because you didn't make the Cowboys Come on now That's bullshit That's bullshit I just don't buy it Alright So Now, uh, I don't know. This story just seems a little... It's messed up. I mean, the only part of the story that I disagree... That I that I would side with them on... Is the whole recording them secretly. I think that's disgusting. But all the other parts... They're being denied. to say, hey, look. You know, your thighs are too big. This and that. Your physical appearance. I mean... That's part of life. Especially when you're in that industry where... Your physical... Look is as important in that cheerleading modeling. I mean think about think about the models that get denied because they don't fit the look. It happens. That's life. But this new woke culture where you can't offend anybody, you gotta accept everybody. Bottom line is being an NFL cheerleader is not for everybody. Okay? Period. Not everyone could be a model. Not everyone could be a cheerleader. And the Cowboys, just like any other team, has any right, every right, to have a certain type of woman to be a cheerleader. I don't wanna. If I'm turn, if I'm watching cheerleaders, I don't want a fat girl or a fat woman cheerleading. Okay. Period. All right, moving on. Next story. Now, there's been uh, so we know the Super Bowl ended, Bengals lost. I had we picked the Bengals to win, but they lost, so not a good thing there. Uh, Tom Brady retired. I think we talked about that. Not really. Now, this Antonio Brown has come out and says. Now, remember, Antonio Brown is supposed to be mad at Brady because Brady uh, didn't did get him paid. Come on, man. with the music? I'm trying to do a show here. Did I ask you to put music on? You do it again, you're fired. All right. Back to the show. So. The. Antonio Brown has come out. He thinks Tom Brady will come back. He believes that Tom Brady isn't done. And he told TMZ that he thinks Brady will play in 2022. I don't know if we should take anything Antonio Brown says seriously. I mean... I don't know I don't think so Tom Brady announced his retirement on February 1st I just don't see any situation where he comes out of retirement so Antonio Brown maybe trying to keep himself relevant keep himself in the news cycle I don't know I just don't think Tom Brady coming back. I think he's done. So that's that. So we addressed that real quick. Oh, what else we got? going a lot of you guys, I didn't really do much preparation for this because I actually wasn't even going to do an episode this week. Because I already canceled the YouTube. And so I have no preparation. I'm just kind of pulling stuff off the, off the newswire. And it's not really a lot of interesting stuff that I want to talk about because most things everyone knows. Um, Okay, let's talk about this. This is the final topic, then we'll get out of here because we're already about 20 minutes in. LeBron James. He says no matter what, he will play with his son, Bronny. No matter what. Now, I don't know if this is a guarantee that Bronny makes the NBA, and if he does, is he going to make the NBA because of his dad or is he going to make the NBA cuz he's really that good? I don't know much about Bronny. I've seen a couple clips, highlights. Um to me, it doesn't look like he's a big-time prospect yet. It's still, you know, it's still early. Obviously, he's currently ranked 34th amongst his uh, class in ranked prospects. So, this is according to 24-7 Sports. He's the 34th best player in high school. In his high school class, excuse me. And he's standing as a prospect of slip since he reached the high school level. So, when he was going into high school... He was in the top twenty, so it looks like he's he's in a bit of a decline, which makes sense because I've heard some people say, "Oh, he's not really that good." He's mostly getting uh, he's mostly getting uh, praise because he's LeBron's son, and he's not even the um, highest ranked player. Out of the Suns. I mean, according to twenty four seven sports, the twenty twenty-three crop headlined by DJ Wagner, who's the son of LeBron's former teammate DeWan Wagner. Now DJ Wagner's a four star ranking. So if DJ is four star, what's uh Bronny? Three star? But he's got plenty of time. 2023. So that's a year from now. He could be... He can find his way. But I really believe that they're going to overhype him to try to get him to the NBA. That's the goal. Now, he might go to school for one year. But typically... This A guy, a Bronny type talent <clears throat> Would be expected to uh, go to college for multiple years To develop his skill But being that he's the, um, LeBron's son He may not have to do that And LeBron told The Athletic on Saturday Quote, my last year will be played with my son Wherever Bronny is at, that's where I'll be. I'll do whatever it takes to play with my son for one year and that's not about the money at this at that point. End quote. So LeBron is saying, look, no matter what, he will play with his son. And he's made that definite. He's always talked about wanting to play with for with uh he always talked about wanting to play with his son. So I think that's gonna happen. LeBron's contract expires after the 2023 season. Barring a surprise change to the NBA's one-and-done rule, his son won't be eligible for the draft until 2024 at the earliest. By that point, LeBron will be nearly 40 years old. He'll probably not go to want to stick around much longer than that. Even if he does, every extra year he waits is one in which he could suffer an injury that prevents him from teaming up with his son. The odds that James Jr. will enter the NBA draft in 2024 as a prospect who, on merits, would be unlikely to be selected in the first round. So at this point, he's not even a first-round pick, but that could change a year from now. So LeBron would have to stick it out for two more years, which means he would have to either take the year off, to rest up and retire Or Have very limited op Play time For whatever For the Lakers In 2023 But why would the Lakers do that? Right? Because the Lakers won't be in a position To get uh Bronny Unless The Lakers are bad in 2023 Or if Bronny falls out of the first round. And the Lakers somehow can snatch him up in the second round. So what's the scenario here? Any chance that Bronny and LeBron plays on the Lakers together? Any any chance that happens? I don't know. Because well, if Bronny becomes a really good prospect in a year from now. He's definitely going to be taken in 2024 in the top pick, right? Who's going to have all the draft picks? we got Oklahoma City, a few other teams. I don't know all the draft picks, and we don't have time to go through it, but we'll probably go more in detail into that in the next episode. But I'm just saying that LeBron seems to be already have one foot out the door in L.A., Unless the Lakers plan on being bad. In the next season. But do the Lakers really want to play that game? Right? Do they really want to go through all that for Bronny? Because I don't know if the Lakers are really... They got one title out of it. They're not going to win it this year. So they won a Mickey Mouse title. And... The question is going to be, do they really want to let LeBron hold this franchise hostage? Because if he, what are you going to do? Maybe they trade Anthony Davis for draft picks to position themselves to draft Bronny in 2024. I don't know. But let's look at it from the other side. Any team that heard what LeBron said, they definitely know, hey, We could get LeBron for one year. What if Bronny ends up in Charlotte? What if Charlotte drafts Bronny? Bronny and and ball and mellow with LeBron for one year. Playing in Michael Jordan's house. (laughs) Could you imagine that? That would be so funny. Or what if... What about Chicago? Probably not Chicago. Chicago would be pretty good. Well, I'm just saying, like, what about Miami or even Cleveland? Could LeBron return back to Cleveland if they end up drafting Bronny or Miami? Could you imagine LeBron back in Miami with Bronny? That would be funny. But, or maybe LeBron is saying, hey, I never got a chance to play in the G League. And... Maybe I want to go to the G League and win the G League title with my son. Or maybe, and just maybe, LeBron is saying in my final career, my final year playing basketball, I'm going to go play in China. (laughs) Bronny and LeBron, Team China in the 2024-25 season. (laughs) hey you never know you never know la china he loves china i don't know what you guys think let us know sports steady on twitter sports Steady pc on twitter as well this is sports Steady podcast peace out